Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Time out when there's gaps in coverage. Every team needs a player that they can count on to help out. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. Get help with expenses that health insurance does not cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Brian Windhorst, a very busy man. We always appreciate when he stops by. He makes us smarter ESPN senior NBA writer. I think we're all guilty of wishful reporting there, Wendy. And it felt like that's what it was yesterday. Like Kyrie to the Lakers. So that's why I thought, let's separate fact from fiction here. What do you think transpired yesterday, and where's that going to lead us in, say, a week? So this is a leverage game that Kyrie is playing. It's a leverage game the Nets are playing. I mean, um, right now, as you can imagine, the Nets don't believe that there's a lot of teams that are willing to pay Kyrie Irving uh, 35 to $40 million, which is his max salary. I think he can actually go up to $42 million. Frankly, there's not that many teams that have that kind of cap space, maybe one or two. Um, and, you know, frankly, even other teams that potentially would be able to sign him, how many people really want to commit to Kyrie Irving after what they've watched for the last couple of years? So the Nets are, you know, I, I think the Nets want to keep Kyrie, but I don't think they want to give him a five-year contract for over $200 million. I think they want to give him something that's much shorter. And even if it is got multiple years on it, they want to have some protection so that Kyrie doesn't, you know, do what he's done the last couple of years on them. And I think that's natural. And if you're Kyrie Irving, I think you're saying, I'm in demand. I am an all-star player in my prime. There's no reason why I should settle for less. And teams like the Los Angeles Lakers and New York Knicks probably want me. Um, And where this gets complicated is two reasons. One, you have Kevin Durant out there. Because if Kyrie Irving leaves for nothing, which I'll discuss in a minute about that possibility, um, Durant's going to be like, I'm about to turn 34 years old. I'm in a four-year contract here, and we're in a rebuild now facing a, a somewhat of a rebuild here. I'm not down for that. And then what is Durant's move? So really, Kyrie's sort of backstop is, well, what are you going to tell Kevin? Even if Kevin isn't 100% in love with the partnership that he has with Kyrie, he realizes they're better with him than if he walks for nothing. Um, the second thing is, and I think this is where the Nets have to sort of scratch their chins, is Kyrie Irving really willing to walk away from this $36 million player option that he has? Could he act? Cause the most the, the Lakers can pay him, Dan is about six and a half million bucks. That's what they have. Okay. And um, 
any wishful thinking about Russell Westbrook and two future first-round picks or Taylor Horton Tucker or whatever hocus-pocus you can come up with to make it work in the trade machine, the only trade that the Nets would be willing to do for, for Kyrie Irving with the Lakers would be for Anthony Davis. And the Lakers are not trading Anthony Davis for Kyrie Irving, and nor should they. So do you or anybody actually believe that Kyrie would walk away from a $36 million player option, which is sitting there, to go sign for $6 million with the Lakers, or if he wanted to go to the Knicks, he could sign for $10 million. Um, now, this is a guy who left $15 million roughly on the table last year because he wouldn't get vaccinated. Uh, it is not – I mean, I've never seen a player make a move like this, but I can't sit here and tell you that it's impossible. It's also not impossible that a team like the Knicks could start trading pieces off uh, to clear salary cap space. And maybe they couldn't get to $40 million, but maybe they could get to $25 million. And so the, the drop-off wouldn't be as dramatic. Um, but, you know, but that's really, you know, the, the, the landscape that we've got here. Yeah, I agree with you with Kyrie that would he do this to Kevin Durant? And also it is Kyrie where I don't know what money means to him. He's the only player that I could probably say that where you go, well, that's just Kyrie being Kyrie, where he's going to go, I'm going to go play with LeBron. Does LeBron want Kyrie? I guess that would be another question. So... LeBron-Kyrie relationship is complicated. It, you're asking a simple question, a yes or no question. I can't give you a yes or no answer. I think LeBron would play with Kyrie if all things were equal. Would, would he rather have Kyrie as his point guard than Russell Westbrook? I think that's a simple one. Of course he would. Would he want to trade Anthony Davis for Kyrie? No, he would not. Would he love Kyrie to come play with his team for $6 million and add him to the team that they already have? Yes, he would. Um, so – a couple of years ago, when Kyrie was going to be a free agent um, the first time, 2019, after LeBron's first year in L.A., uh, where the Lakers obviously needed more talent, uh, there was a thawing between the two of them. There was a phone call, and I can't remember who called whom, but there was like this, hey, what, what we did wasn't so bad, right? We were buddies. We can be buddies again. And it was pretty transparent. That was because Kyrie was going to be a free agent, and LeBron needed help. And it didn't work out that way. Uh, LeBron ended up getting Anthony Davis and Kyrie ended up teaming up with Kevin Durant. And so I think, could they be friends of convenience? Yes, I believe they could be friends of convenience. But I, I really think that unless Kyrie makes a historic move, and not only that, but Dan, I'll, I, I don't want to bore you with salary cap gymnastics because I know that Lakers fans may be yelling about sign and trade, sign and trade. The Lakers functionally, long story short, the Lakers functionally can't do a sign and trade. The only way the Lakers could really realistically trade for Kyrie would be if he opted into his contract for next year and then forced the Nets to trade him. And if he opted into his contract, the Nets would then have him at 36 million and say, okay, well, if you don't want to sign an extension with us, we'll just play out the 36 million. So I, I think it's a, I think the Knicks, I could draw you a whiteboard where I could explain how the Knicks could make it happen. I think that's something we could talk about. I think the Lakers is, I can't close the door on it, but I think it's a real long shot. But it feels like, and I'll go back to what I said initially with wishful reporting, as soon as somebody could be available, the Knicks and Lakers are always mentioned because you're going to get clicks. Whether it's it, it could actually happen. Like the Clippers would probably have a better chance of getting Kyrie than the Lakers would. Is that fair? Yeah, I think um, – so the big question there is Tyron Liu, who was a huge supporter of – it's so funny, Dan, all these connections come back around again because you're like, well, wait, maybe Durant could play with Westbrook again and LeBron could play with Kyrie again. And then <laughs> Ty Liu – Ty and Kyrie ended on horrible terms. I would even argue that Ty and Kyrie ended on worse terms than, than LeBron and Kyrie when you get right down. Some of the stuff that was said – um, but I also know that Ty Lue would get past it because he's uh, – but, you know, in terms of – you forget that Ben Simmons plays for the Nets. And this is the thing. The leverage that Kyrie has, as I said, is that Durant would want him. Also, in theory – and, geez, we all – we only have to talk about theory. I mean, Ben Simmons has become a theoretical player, quite frankly. In theory, Ben Simmons playing alongside Kyrie and Durant 
with Joe Harris, who was a very important role player for them who was out all of last season. In theory, that core team, plus they got a couple of uh, first-round picks in that deal with, with Philly that they could now flip for potential role players. And Andre Drummond is a, fun, is a, is a helpful player uh, as a backup. Like, there's no reason why the Nets, as structured, couldn't really be a serious contender if they're healthy and, and functioning well together. It's a giant if. So, yeah, I, I could create you a trade from the Clippers where they traded off three role players, and having those three role players, uh, you know, Norm Powell and uh, Reggie Jackson, and Brandon Boston, like I could, I would say to you that having those three players would be better than having zero for Kyrie Irving. But again, the only way that functionally works, Dan, is if Kyrie opts into his contract. If he opts out and goes into a sign-and-trade situation, it makes it almost impossible for the Clippers to trade for him because of this hard cap rule. You just have to trust me. <laughs> and so again, once the Nets, once he picks up the option with the Nets, what's the Nets' motivation to trade him? So it's really a study in leverage. And I, my belief is, over the next eight days, we're going to talk about this a lot, but the Kyrie Irving is probably going to end up being a net. I can't say for sure, but that's still my projection. Yeah, I agree with you. We're talking to Brian Windhorst, the uh, ESPN senior NBA writer. I was wondering about this opening up the show. If you're Kevin Durant, you just saw Steph Curry win another title. And I don't know how important legacy is to Kevin Durant, where he looks at this and wants to be considered a better player than Steph Curry. I got to win another championship here. Like the importance, the clock is ticking. When you turn 34, you know that window of opportunity shrinking rapidly. Um, help me understand, Kevin Durant, if you can, that how important is where he ends, where he leaves the game? So let me tell you, I hope Chauncey Billups doesn't have a problem with me sharing this conversation. It's not like four or five years old. Chauncey Billups educated me on something a few years ago. So Chauncey was up for the president job of the Cleveland Cavaliers um, after David Griffin left, uh, uh, two years after they won the title. And I was talking to Chauncey about it. He was my coworker at ESPN. I said, Chauncey, I think LeBron's going to leave. I think LeBron's going to walk if you go to Cleveland. He was deciding on the job. I would say, I think he's going to walk and you're going to have to rebuild that from scratch. Uh, I just, you know, I, that my feel is he's going to leave. And Chauncey said, that's okay. I said, what do you mean that's okay? If LeBron walks, the Cavs are going to be a nightmare. He goes, no, if LeBron walks, you get a chance to build a champion from scratch. And that's what we all want to do. I'm like, what are you talking about? And Chauncey explained to me that he, he was a champion. He, you know, he didn't need to prove anything in his life. That there was such a rewarding feeling of creating a team on your own and building it up. That is why the title this year for Golden State, that is why they celebrated it and it felt different to them than the two Durant titles. Because in a, not all championships are created equal. And that I'm a big believer in not denigrating or putting an asterisk on any championship, but I can only tell you what players ex describe to me. There's a more tangibility to what the Warriors just did versus the previous two championships. And so what Durant wants is that tangibility. And so that's what he was looking for when he came to Brooklyn. It, he obviously knew if he stayed in Golden State, he could probably win more. He wanted something that he could wrap both arms around. And that's why I say, like, I've told this to, to people with the Bucks organization. The Bucks winning that title last year is one of the highest value titles that we've seen because they truly built it from scratch with guys that they put together and they, they won it in a small market and, and the way they won it was so impressive. I, I have told people from the Bucks, you can go another 20, 30 years and even if you win more, it will never feel as great as that title did. That is what Durant is going for. That, that where me and Kyrie Irving got together and we did it together and he's still holding on to that. Yeah. He still wants it. And I'm here to tell you, while I'm not impressed with what the Nets have done to build this team, it's still that ring is still there for them to grab. And I think Kyrie realizes it and Durant realizes it. And that is why they are probably loath to let it go, even though it, it's been rusty and even though it's been difficult. 
Thanks for spending time. I know you're busy this morning. Uh, always appreciate it, Brian. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Have a good day. That's Brian Winhorst, ESPN senior NBA writer. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric. Cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I dot Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Well, he's still listed as the lead golf analyst for CBS Sports, the six-time major winner, Nick Faldo, setting to retire from broadcasting in August. Oh, look who's got all the hardware behind him. Well done, Nick. Well done. Nice photo op there. Uh, competing against your bubbleheads. This is real stuff, man. This is none of those little toys that you put together, get out of a little box. You have to go out and win these, baby. Okay, for those who are listening on radio, how would you describe your, uh, your trophy that's, room? Oh, that's harsh, isn't it? Yes. Uh, what, a, what, a, what a comeback. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm sitting in front of my – this is my six majors – uh, those are the clubs I won, the made clubs and bags, everything. I kept everything, gloves. I kept the tee pegs. I even kept my ball markers. Wow. And the coolest thing, I did, uh, something I did, which I noticed Stephen, the modern guys don't do, Billy Foster, you know, winning uh, on Sunday, went up and just took the flag off the top. 
You took the I flag. Whole, I got the whole flag stick. <laughs> I know message. <laughs> My caddy put way back Andy Proger from Watford. Um, he put the, 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 the flag in the bag after we won in you know, Open 87. And he said, get off. And he held it like that because the greenkeeper came home and he says, no, that's ours. So that started a tradition. So I kept it going, luckily. But do you then, once you won the majors with those golf clubs, you retired them? Did you keep playing with those? Yeah, I did. Um, So you see a blank bag, a couple of blank bags. So that first set actually won the next two majors. Okay. Um, Yeah. So there's four, yeah, four sets for six majors. So um, pretty cool. This might be, uh, you know, Tom Brady was on last week. He didn't have anything behind him, you know. So <laughs> He's just got seven footballs. I mean, that's not very exciting. <laughs> you know, a, bit, a, big, a big chunky diamond ring. Yes, I mean, that's, that's true. <laughs> I mean, you know, fuck. Um, I guarantee he'd like to have a set of clubs winning a major with. I, I know he would. He loves his golf, doesn't he? Well, what do you think of his swing? Very good. I mean, I think what those guys did to go out and play another sport, very brave, very brave. Because, you know, it's your, you're out your own comfort zone. And to put that on TV, um, yeah, I, I tip my cap to them. Ah, so uh, very impressive. All right. Uh, so the news, uh, you're retiring from broadcasting in yeah. August. Yeah, from full-time broadcast. You know, you know, I've been out there. I've done 18 seasons, 16 with CBS. It's been great next to the... You know, the legendary Jim Nance started with Mike Tirico at the start. Um, so, you know, it, it, it hit me at uh, the end of last year that, you know, especially with Lindsay, you know, got a great girl and we want to, we've got a new project. We bought some land up in Montana. Uh, we're fed up with the hustle and bustle. We want to go up there. We're calling it Feldo Farm. It's going to be cuddly animals. I'll be cuddling cows and alpacas and all sorts of things like that. So, you know, we wanted to do something fun and you need time. And and even though it's a a six month season and you think, but it still locks you in. And then, you know, and then it started really when you said the best two months to be in Montana are September and October when all the fishing really happens. And so I thought, well, I don't want to, you know, I haven't got enough time to do a golf season and then rush around doing my other things. I've still got other things I want to do and they're going well. And it was like, okay, I mean, is there a compromise of a half season? And that um, that didn't work for CBS. So um, I, I'm i more than happy. I'm, I'm, I wanna have time for us uh, to enjoy life. Um, you know, you read all these um, great philosophers talking about looking after yourself and you know we can't buy time you know and you think okay um i want to enjoy myself and, and do some fun things at the pace that i want to do them it's a, it's as simple as that were you approached by the live tour to be an analyst at any point no no did you think you were going to be no <laughs> no i'm surprised that they wouldn't trying to get Yes, well, a big name. I've, I've only announced this officially today, but no, I, I, I really enjoy calling championship golf. I mean, that's, you know, I've been with the Masters and the PGA. Well, I'm very fortunate because I'm, you know, with, with Golf Channel as well, and then them having the two other opens, I've been in a unique position where I've been, obviously, CBS calling the final play. Um, for, for, for at, the, at the Masters and PGA and being involved through the week at the other two uh, majors, the two Opens. I was up there obviously last week doing Golf Channel um, Thursday and Friday, uh, but I love calling Saturday and Sunday golf. I mean, that's when it really happens in a championship golf. That's what it's all about. What would you do if you're the commissioner? If you're Jay Monaghan. Well, yeah, we've got a real interesting dilemma going on now where the PGA Tour has taken a stance where you'll be banned if you go to live and the European, I still call it European Tour, obviously DP World Tour, uh, are saying, no, you can come and play that. Hey, I, I, all I know, I mean, I'm, 
the line of famous line of Forrest, I'm not a smart man, but you know, it, there's obviously a long-term project here. I mean, I think that's where you've got to look, how you've got to view this is what is going to be happening. The players who are going to live must know something more than they're letting on because um, I don't get like if well Brooks Koepka's just announced you would have thought Brooks would be thinking I can still win majors so is he happy that going there he's going to get enough good golf to prepare himself for the majors because that's what he's always said he's interested in and I think we're all agree that the you know live is tournament is um exhibition golf three rounds shotgun start all this sort of thing um is not the same as we've seen the last couple of weeks. We CBS, we called the Canadian Open. How fantastic was that with Rory uh, getting back in it? And then last week, the, the Open, US Open, was so darn exciting and, and gripping stuff, playing on a great golf course, um, great atmosphere, but the great intensity. I mean, how great was that intensity for the last nine holes of who was going to win the US Open. So obviously delighted for Matt Fitz because British young lad and I've sat with him a couple of, had a couple of breakfast meetings with him over the years to try and guide him a little bit. So, um, and Billy Foster, wonderful guy to get a you know, wonderful caddy to get a, get a major under his belt. So, you know, I, that's what I'm interested in. I, I, I hope I can still call, as I said, part time, I hope I still get an opportunity to call, um, some of the majors uh, in the next couple of years. Yeah, and, and you, you touched on something there that piqued my interest, that they may know something that we don't know. What, what could these I, live golfers know? I'm not, I, I don't know. I don't, because I, I get the 40-year-olds going. If you think, if a little voice has said, you ain't going to win out here, mate. And, and then Charles, Charles Schwartz was a great example. That guy's played hard for three years, struggle with injuries, you're probably doing 25 tournaments a year and you've made X, I believe it was like one and a half. And then you go one week and you've won nearly five million. So that, and then, and they could be looking at saying, hey, look, if I go to live for two years, I'm in my forties, I do two more years, I'm gonna make a boatload. I'm gonna make tens of, tens of, 10 times what I think I could make, busting my butt and with no guarantees, you know, so, you kind of get that. I don't get the youngsters going, to be honest, because um, I was touting Taylor Gooch for the last two years. He was my pick, saying, this guy is climbing, watching, and finally wins. And you think, oh, you're going to start. You're on, the, you're on the ladder, young man. You've, you're slowly learning. You're slowly winning. What is next? If you want to win majors, well, you are climbing. You're doing all the right things to climb forward to that. So to jump and go and play exhibition golf, because there's something about tournament golf, you know, the, the fear of missing the cut is all part of it. And striving to win, uh, sorry, striving to make the cut is all part of it because there's a sense of pride and achievement to that. You know, even the best in the world, world number one, if, he, if he's got a six-footer, we saw it twice this year. We saw John Rahm and Rory McIlroy grinding to make a six-footer on the last on Friday evening to make the cut because they want to play the weekend. And Ram was 14 back. That's the example I used. Rory then stormed through and nearly won it up in Washington. Up in where were we? In Washington, yeah. yeah. So you get – so um, – And it prepares you for tournament golf, as you're saying, if, if these guys well, still want to play in the majors. Yes, it's um, – they don't like you saying it, but, you know – Tournament, if you believe you can win majors, then you're using the tournaments. Jack did it. It's, it's preparation for the next major. You, you, you plan your year, your schedule, so you're fully prepared to give yourself the best chance to win majors. Because that's, that's our yardstick. That's how we're remembered, isn't it? You know, we, we know the numbers. I honestly, you know, many players, you haven't got a clue how many tournaments they've won, but you know how many majors they've won. You know, so, um, and, and you, again, you haven't got a clue how much prize money they've won, but you know how many majors they've won. So, you know, that's, that's, that is our yardstick. And so, um, uh, but as I, I agree what you, well, what you're saying, it, it's what is the long-term project yeah. on this? Um, and, you know, and there's two completely different between US tour and the rest of the world on their approach to this and on how this will pan out. 
We're talking to Nick Faldo, CBS Sports lead golf analyst and a six-time major winner retiring from broadcasting, or at least full-time broadcasting, in August. You're going to be a mess that last day, you and Jim Nance in the booth? I, no, I'm not. I'm not going to be a mess. No, I mean, the lads have been great. The, the, you know, I love the guys and, and the gals. You know, we've, all been, we've all been a great team. Um, you know, Ian Baker Finch and Frank and Trevor, um, you know, real actual personal friends. So, um, and obviously Jim as well, my goodness, and Jim is a legend. Um, so, um, I'll have to do something to play. I think we should just go off air. <laughs> I just, you know, I'm, I'm rehearsing the great words of Phil Collins and he would say, thank you and good night. So I think that might do it. All right. Uh, have fun in Montana. And, yeah. uh, you know. Well, I've got so many good fishing. You know, I'm good mates with Huey Lewis, and he's introduced me to new fishing buddies. And these are really good fishing buddies, you know, the guys who own the, the ranches as well. <laughs> so um, I'm really looking forward to that. You know, we, we're going to have fun. I've got a great guy with Lindsay. We're going to have animals galore. I can't wait to get it organized. You know, and I'll be, you know, and I'll be zooming in from minus 25. In, I like you know, that. In the snow. <laughs> Next time we speak. <laughs> uh, I think we actually went to the same fly fishing lodge. What's that? I think we went to the same fly fishing lodge in uh, Montana. Oh, good. Yeah, I know. I'm proud of you. I'm, see, we fly fishing. We've got to stick together. We love it. We, yeah. know, how good, we know how good that sport it is. And, uh, yeah, so maybe you'll have to come and chip me out of a ditch. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit chilly next time we talk yeah. yeah i'd love to watch you shovel snow hey um congrats uh, we always appreciate your time and uh hopefully we'll uh, talk again soon all right good man all right take care that's my, my bubbleheads. thanks for listening to the dan patrick show podcast be sure to catch us live every weekday morning nine until noon eastern six to nine pacific on fox sports radio and you can find us on the iheart radio app at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric. Cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Darren Waller, Raiders tight end, working with uh, Sports Media Network Blue Wire, teaming up with uh, Darren with uh, an international yoga instructor, uh, a uh, mind uh, mindfulness teacher, personal development coach, Donnie Starkins. They have a podcast called Comeback Stories, and the launch date is going to be July 11th. And uh, Darren joins us on the program. Are you? Uh, how long did it take to get over the loss to the Bengals in the playoffs? Um, it stung for a bit. Uh, I don't, I don't really dwell too much, uh, in losses for a while. And you take what you, what you learn from it for us. It's, uh, you know, red zone execution on offense and, uh, we gotta be able to do that. So learn that lesson and try not to wallow in it and have self pity and just move on. But your life experiences, I don't want to say you don't sweat the small stuff, but given what you've been through a loss to the playoffs compared to, you know, what you've been going through since you were 15 years of age, how would you compare those two? Um, I would say uh, a playoff loss is, uh, I call it Cadillac problems these days. You know, life is a lot better. <laughs> you know, I, I can I can keep a job these days. I can contribute to the good that's going on around, you know, the organization and the community. So now it's like, okay, we got our little taste and now uh, we want to go for go for the higher things. But if I told you seven years ago, you're going to be a Pro Bowl player, you're going to be on a playoff team, you're going to be one of the best tight ends in the NFL, you would have said what? I would have said you're full of crap. Yeah. <laughs> what What was the day that you said, I need help? Uh, August 12th, 2017 was the day I said I needed help. Walk me through that day that led you to that announcement um august 12 2017 was the first day i was sober um i had an overdose on august 11 2017 so you know coming out of that was the first time i was kind of shocked to my core and was like you know i'm not really in control i'm actually being controlled here you know so that next day out of fear out of just not knowing uh and not feeling like i was capable of controlling my life anymore that was when i was like all right i'm willing to to listen at least to what somebody else has to say you remember the first time you got high uh yeah i do i was 15 some of my friends some friends i had had uh you know they were taking pills out of their parents medicine cabinets and uh i was over there hanging out and they were, i was told it would make me feel good and you know at that time you know i was just kind of lost as a kid trying to find my identity and where I fit in and what I was about. So I was willing to try it. And then, you know, it was off to the races from there. What did it make you feel like? Um, it's just anxiety went away. Um, I felt a sense of calm that I never really felt before. Uh, everything just kind of quieted down inside of me. And that's all that I wanted. When did you realize you had the talent to be able to play? Well, may I'll start with college. But when did you realize, okay, I can, I can do this in college and maybe do this for a living? Um, I thought it was my junior year where I thought I could do it in college. Uh, cause that was my first year playing varsity. 
and I played safety back then. And I had, I ended up having like 120 tackles in like nine games. And so I was like, I felt like I could do like, I don't know. I just had a, I just felt like I had a feel for the game. You know, it wasn't a lot of like big thunderous hits or anything like that. It was just like being in the right place and having instincts to, and just being able to execute with good form, you know? So I, from there, I was like, I know, I know I could probably, I could play in college and at least get my school paid for it. How do you deal with pain considering you probably can't take anything for that pain? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a whole lot of different things for me. It's, uh, you know, infrared sauna, you know, contrasting hot and cold, uh, a lot of massages, a lot of cupping, a lot of needling, um, good amount of icy hot. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a lot, it's a lot of different things for me because I know I can't go that route. So, uh, I just make sure that I'm on top of it day in and day out. Cause if I'm not, then I'm putting myself in a bind. What do you want people to take away from this podcast? Um, so from comeback stories, I want people to take away that, you know, even the people that they see as most successful and maybe like they have no chinks in their armor that they face the same issues that any normal human being would face on a day-to-day basis from what's going on inside their head, inside their heart, uh, things that they're dealing with from their past, they're trying to get over, uh, just conversations to let people know that, you know, no matter how many times they've fallen or, you know, like me getting arrested, getting suspended time after time after time, like you can still make something good happen with your life and you still have the power to, you know, rewrite your story. What was that, that day like when you got arrested? Um, which one? I've been arrested three times. Um, <laughs> okay. The worst one was, or the most embarrassing one. Um, the most embarrassing one. I don't know if I told the story publicly. So this was at the end of my rookie year, uh, in Baltimore and, you know, we didn't make the playoffs and, you know, they give the speech of, you know, make wise decisions. Don't do anything stupid. And I was arrested in Roanoke, Virginia in like 36 hours with, uh, for driving, like, a hundred something miles per hour. And I had like over an ounce of weed on in the car. <laughs> what did John Harbaugh say? Uh, I mean, they weren't, they weren't very thrilled. You know, the first person I called was the uh, team security. Uh, and they were like, all right, man, like, you know, you want, you got to call a coach. I was like, yep. And then, so, you know, I just called him on my way home. I still had, once I got out of jail, I still had seven more hours to drive home to Georgia. Oh boy. So it was a, very long ride, a lot to think about. <laughs> How are you alive? By the grace of God, man. I don't know any other reason. It ain't by my own doing. I know that. But you start at an early age, and, you know, we're all, our metabolisms are all different. So drugs affect us differently. And then what our body wants, and, you know, those who can, you know, just say no if you believe in that. But like your body then, like it becomes your, your way of life. You, you wake up, that's how you get through the day by taking right. those pills. Is that a fair right. assessment of what you went through? Yeah, it's like anything, and you know, it was, it was drinking for me too. So it's like, you know, anything good happens, I'm gonna get high. Anything bad happens, I'm gonna get high. If I'm stressed out, I'm gonna get high. If I'm chilling and, you know, just nothing going on that day, I'm gonna get high. So it's like, literally, there's not really anything that I could do without partaking in that. And it's like, you know, you basically relearn how to live life again. Yeah, it's interesting. You bring it up that, hey, I'm feeling good. Let's feel even better. Hey, I'm bummed out. I want to feel a little bit better that I'm bummed out. Right. Yeah, that's exactly it. Was there anybody there who realized what you were throwing away and tried to kind of grab you and say, what are you doing? Um, Pretty much everybody. You know, Harbaugh was one of those people. No, Uh, prior to that, when – you know, probably when you didn't know you had a problem, but did you have anybody of any of your buddies who said, Hey, what are you doing? Like you got a chance to do something great. Um, yeah, I had, uh, friends that would say that, you know, in, in college, especially cause I was when a lot of the stuff started happening as far as me getting in trouble. But whenever somebody would say that, you know, I would just kind of push them away, keep them at arm's length. You know, I had, even back then I had my family at arm's length. I had anybody that, you know, wow. remotely thought they had a relationship with me, had no idea what was really going on. Like people will still hit me to this day. Like I had no idea. And then we were like, you know, close. Like we hung out with each other every day or we were around each other a lot of time. And, you know, I was just really great at masking. It. We're talking to Darren Waller, the Raiders tight end, Pro Bowl tight end, and uh, the uh, podcast Comeback Stories with uh, Blue Wire. And the launch date is July 11th. 
Um, and then you're fooling teammates. Like, you think you're fooling people, but you're not fooling anybody, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, I was told on multiple occasions, I've told and heard, you know, that it's like, you know, this guy is living like a double life, you know, because I could be in the building and I could be respectful to your face and put a smile on, tell a joke, you know, do all that. But, you know, when I left the building, it was like there was no telling what was going to happen, you know, a phone call somebody was going to get, what they may see in the news, you know. But I wonder, you got cut by the Ravens. Was that a good thing? Uh, yeah, that was a really good thing, actually, because, you know, I was coming off of uh, – I got reinstated, and, you know, before that I was working at Sprouts. And so I'm like, okay, like, you know, I think I'm humble enough. And then it's like I come back into training camp. And, so you're at you a know, supermarket. You're working at – you're stocking shelves at a, at a supermarket? Yep, that was my job. And um, well, you, you could get the high shelves, though. You, you didn't need help to get up there. They always came and found me to get something off the top shelf. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, Did anybody <laughs> recognize you? Like, you know who you look like? Uh, that guy used to play football. Yeah, there are some. I mean, yeah, I would see people that I knew went to like high school with, girls that I used to try to holler at. So it was like, <laughs> it was an interesting, interesting dynamic in there, for sure. Have you spoken at the Rookie Symposium? I haven't, no. Why not? I don't know. I didn't never got an invite. <laughs> but you should. I mean that Yeah, that's actually a good idea. No, this is what people this is what these younger players need. I mean, they come in and they think they know everything and they know nothing. Seriously. Yes. I think it would be I think it'd be great. I mean, we look at the the NFL is littered with these players. Like Johnny Manziel. Like if somebody would have grabbed him earlier, maybe maybe he's still playing in the NFL. Yeah, you're probably right. But then at the same time, you know, I look at my situation and I'm like, it didn't matter what people yeah. were telling me. Like, you know, uh, you know, this Chris Heron story. Yeah. I heard him speak multiple times and then went immediately and got high 15 minutes after he spoke. So it's like, was I ready to receive something back then? Did it happen? Have to happen like in the exact timing wow. in which it did? I don't know. Yeah, and if people haven't heard Chris Heron speak, uh, Google him, a former college basketball player. He was with the Celtics wearing his uniform, his warm-ups. He'd go out on the, uh, to the curb, uh, the loading dock, and he would get some oxy. And he's playing in an NBA game. That's messed wow. up. Yeah. Did you play high? Uh, yeah, I have. Wow. Yep. In the NFL? Yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember uh, games where, you know, I don't know, I was just, like, so uninspired and just with life itself, like, it'd be, like, cocaine sometimes. It'd just be, like, I remember times on Silent, I'd be, like, yawning and just not there, just not into anything, not feeling any kind of, you know, fire for life. So it was, like, yeah, I, I needed that to just, like, you know, make the experience more of what I wanted it to be, I guess. You were bored? Yeah, I had no desire. I mean, I just had no desire to play football because football became a people-pleasing tool after high school. It wasn't like the game that I enjoyed when I grew up. It was just like all I saw was pressure. All I saw was politics. All I saw was uh, me needing to perform instead of just going out there and just enjoying what I do with people that I enjoy being around. I know you never met him. Uh, your great-grandfather, the jazz musician Fats Waller. What do you know about Fats Waller? Um, I know he was a jazz pioneer. Um, I know he basically created like stride piano and all that. And I know he got kidnapped by Al Capone to play music. <laughs> wait, he made a lot of money. Wait, wait Darren, you got to lead with that, that he got kidnapped <laughs> by Al Capone. Like nobody else had, no other musician has that where Al Capone's guys. Now I think the story is Fats was performing, got done performing. Al Capone's people came in and said, no, you're, we're going to kidnap you. You're going to perform for Al Capone at his party. Does that sound right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Travis Kelsey doesn't have that story. I mean, come on. Right. That's, um, yeah, I don't think people walk around with that one on the pockets. Yeah. But you have the music background here because I know you, you love music as well, but, uh, how about Slim Waller? How's it, how about that? Instead of Fats Waller, what do you think? It's got got a nice nice ring to it. Some with slim or lean in it, yeah. Yeah, but what what what's your rap? You don't want lean. 
Like you want <laughs> Slim Waller. Slim Waller. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. All right. Um, who's the best tight end in the AFC West? The best tight end in the AFC West. Mm. I'm not I'm not really into comparisons, but I step out on the field. I feel like I'm the best in my world because all I'm thinking about is, you know, how good I want to be. Good. That should be your answer. I'm going to guess Travis Kelsey would probably tell me the same thing, that he's the Absolutely. best. Absolutely. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> um, congrats on just getting here and uh, being a Pro Bowl tight end and hopefully uh, – Slim Waller takes off and, uh, you know, now where's your, what's your contract status with the Raiders? Um, as, at the very moment, I have two years left on my deal. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, in the negotiation phase and, uh, let my agent with the team handle that. Uh, I'm just focused on getting ready for camp. Yeah. But Devonte took all the money. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, man, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Thanks for sharing. And uh, good luck with the podcast that comes out on uh, July 11th. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate you having me. Thank you. That's Darren Waller. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Athletes everywhere turn to CBD for relief and recovery, but with all the products claiming to do different things, it's impossible to decide which is best. As one of few brands that oversees the entire production process, from their farm in Oregon to the product that arrives at your door, Lazarus Naturals keeps their ingredients simple and transparent. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results for your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Discover how CBD can help you reach your full potential as an athlete. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, the cleanest source of CBD for athletes and sports fans alike. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon Mm -hmm. because they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real Wood smoke, real. And you could tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Right Brand Bacon. That's called Right Brand Bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way.